皆さんこんにちは FDR のウィルチェアにどうぞようこそ始めましょうアカデミーオブ・ユナイテッド・ステイツ
Cincinnati College of Mortuary Science. I'm going to be a funeral director and a bummer. Hell God, that yeah. sounded way more boring than like mortician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Death, as we'll call him for the remainder yes. of this podcast. Yes, I like doctor it. Doctor Death. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty. Rare. I won't have a doctorate. Uh, I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna downplay myself a little bit more now. A little bit. Uh, yeah. You're gonna humble. You're gonna be humble. I know it's kind of foreign. It's this is odd. This is strange, Don. Mm. Um, so we're gonna talk a lot, a lot of things today. We're gonna talk about religion. We're gonna talk Good. about atheism. Good. We're gonna talk a little bit about politics and gun control. All kinds of fun good and, and good. exciting topics. So we're going to start off today, if it's okay with you guys, talking about our selection of influential Asian Americans. You, you said it's, if it's okay with you guys, as if they could stop you. As if they could stop you. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. We have um, autonomy over this podcast. Okay. Um, John, you, <laughs> you go first, and I'm going to stop talking right now. Good, good. I it's was about time. Hearing your voice. I've, you got, I've tried six months to get him to stop talking. All, all you had to do is like be really mean to him. It's amazing how that works when you mean to people. They don't want to talk to you. As my wife said today, at the end of this episode, it'll be John's podcast. <laughs> it's not already? Oh, shit. Son of a bitch. I don't, Just, think, I don't think we're on the same page. Who did you pick? Go. Yeah, god damn it, go. Me? Okay, well, I didn't get the memo that it was an Asian American so my person's not American, but they are Asian. Well, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah, well, of course you're going to take it, because I'm going to give it to you, right? So, Tu Yo Yo is her name. Okay. She um, made a very important discovery, and I'm going to exaggerate it a little bit at the beginning, just for the cool clickbaity um, description, to say that she cured malaria. Now, did she actually cure malaria? pretty much but not exactly so let's go in a little bit more detail here she actually discovered um, a, a way to treat malaria that was 100% effective in all the people that she tried it on and it's actually done by effectively soaking the leaves of sweet wormwood a Chinese plant in water and just wringing out the leaves to collect the, the, the I guess, the, the wormwood water. Mm. Uh, because in this water, uh, or in the plant, that there's a, there's a uh, compound called artemisinin. And artemisinin um, will uh, kill pretty much any, any cells that, you know, use a heme group to, like, transport oxygen. But it prefers to attack the cells of the parasite that causes malaria over our own cells. So if you give only enough for the, to kill the malaria cells and not enough for it to kill any real healthy cells, the person will recover very well. And she was awarded the Nobel Prize for this discovery. Cool. That is absolutely amazing. That is great contribution. Thank you very much. That's yeah. awesome. I would say the Nobel Prize was absolutely deserved because at the time that you discovered this, there was actually a very, very terrible outbreak in, um, in where is it, Hainan, China, where she was. And um, this outbreak was killing way more people than it should have, like, in the area just than it has been recently at the time. When was this? Uh, 1969, I think. And... Malaria, of course, has always been a very big killer among humans right. throughout history. It's a, it's a major part of just pretty much any any culture will, will have had an outbreak of malaria at some point because it's, it's constant. It's a huge killer. So this was very important that she effectively cured it. This 
So at the, at the time, uh, chloroquine was used, mm-hmm. and malaria, especially this strain that was causing this outbreak at the time, is had... that the same thing that Donald Trump said would cure coronavirus? We're not talking about that right oh, now. Oh, okay. Um, good. Damn, I I you was going to bring it up. I'm glad point. you brought it up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I didn't get yelled at. <laughs> so. Oh, we'll be yelled at. Trust me. <laughs> I, I think it's it's not exactly the same because what was it? His who's like the whole hydroxychloroquine, yeah, hydrochloroquine, which... or bleach, bleach, yeah. whatever, whatever. So chloroquine is not hydrochloroquine. It's similar in the fact that it has the chloroquine part, but it's like saying oxygen is water. Like, there's water... There's oxygen in the water. I disagree. I think the it's the same thing. You are wrong. <laughs> Categorically. Here, I've got a bucket you can breathe in. <laughs> <laughs> so... So that, that has been, historically, like, the way that we treat it. But this strain of the parasite that causes it had uh, developed... Uh, resistance to chloroquine okay and that made it extra dangerous because it would pass really quickly between people and they couldn't even treat it the proper way that they had so this was a a very very important discovery right at the right time Mm -hmm. definitely an earned nobel prize awesome that's really cool that is very cool thank you very much brandon who you got i have um someone who actually didn't win the nobel prize because she got snubbed oh okay yeah so i have dr chien chung Wu. She is a Chinese immigrant. She immigrated into San Francisco in the 1930s. Um, she already had a, a, a degree from China, but she came and earned a, a graduate and a, a doctorate in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I really, really want to explain what she did. Yes. But I have very little knowledge about what she did. That's okay. <laughs> So I sometimes can... you get so blown away by the accomplishment itself that the details, as minutia as they are, it, it I don't know, it doesn't matter as long as you are exposing her contribution. It's okay. Yeah, um, I tried to read what it was. It was something to do with um, atomic phys- phys- physics. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get what the experiment was, so okay. I'm not even going to try to explain do, it to you because do, it'd do probably you have be it probably wrong. Up over there, I do. I, it, it is here. Um, it? Let's see if let's see. I want to see. Yeah, if I can this is where uh, it gets good. Hold on. Let's, see. Like, let's 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 explore this right now. Try to figure it out. Fans of FD Ultra, this uh, this uh, is brought to you by uh, the Toyota Tundra. The Toyota Tundra is a half-ton <laughs> pickup truck that provides great utility and uh, four seats. Okay. Are we so, sponsored? We're no. trying. We're trying. Uh, so uh, the. So she created an experiment or well, a test. I mean, the Toyota Tundra. I was about to say, if you're responsible by the Toyota Tundra, I mean, like, I'm losing a little bit of respect. But let's continue. Yep. I think he's ready. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, never gets me paid, man. <laughs> not by Toyota Tundra. Sorry. <laughs> no, they're not paying us either. So the purpose of this test that she created was to test the theory that the con- conservation of parity did not apply during beta decay. The conservation of parity is a scientific principle that Identical nuclear particles act alike. John, what does that mean? Yeah. It just told you. The conservation of parity is a scientific principle that identical nuclear particles act alike. This is to say that like... I can read it too. In layman's terms. <laughs> um, okay. Nuclear particles. Mm-hmm. Like... See, I'm trying to apply the only amount of knowledge of physics that I have right yeah, now. Yeah, see, that's where I got um, stuck. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. so, like, <laughs> physics. Nuclear, nuclear particles. 
I guess, I guess, what's an example? You want to Google some examples of nuclear particles? If it's just going to be like protons or neutrons, then like... I'm not going to Google now or record yeah, We don't have to. Yeah, okay. but it's anyway. I, I'm so curious. I want to know. We'll, I want to know what you we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get... We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, we're not boring listeners. <laughs> I, I will figure it out okay. right now. Okay. So, she, she created this test, and uh, it became very influential in atomic physics. And then they completely ignored her, like they do most women and immigrants. Yep, yep. So, yeah, so it, was, it was kind of a sad snub that she never got the credit she deserved. And Interesting. And I got this. I'm gonna. I cheated this week. I got this from a listener. So it is ah, nuclear particles. Good. Is just protons and neutrons. Okay, cool. So it's it's saying that uh, identical nuclear particles act alike. So neutrons all act alike, and protons all act alike. But this this um, let's see. What is it? Their hypothesis. It's okay. It says their theory, but that's just because this is probably not an actual scientific website. It's an hypothesis. Their their hypothesis that the conservation of parity did not apply during beta decay. So they're I guess testing that during beta decay, neutrons don't always act like other neutrons, and protons don't always act like other protons. Which is a very interesting thing. I've never heard of this idea. But that's interesting if it's if it's neither have I. <laughs> okay. That's why I it, could not explain it. It's my turn and I'm glad I didn't <laughs> fucking pick a scientist. <laughs> so um my uh contributor is um a former Harvard University student, um Amanda Nguyen, and she is actually uh Vietnamese and she's the daughter of Vietnamese refugees. And she was a victim of sexual assault in 2012. In 2013, she attempted to access information only on her rights as the survivor of sexual assault. And she couldn't find it. She could not access what her rights were as a victim of sexual assault as far as what to do. Was she in Vietnam or in the U.S.? She was in the United States of America. Okay? So she realized that there was absolutely no national legislation that had any level of consistent rules, rights, and protections for individuals who have experienced sexual violence. So guess what she did? She wrote the legislation herself. Fuck yeah. And proposed it. And... Badass. It, what a total badass. <laughs> and she proposed it to her uh, representative, and she's from California, her representative in California. So, Did she write it like on a hemp leaf or something? And, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it just goes to show, like, not only it, is there any, was there no legislation or no protocol or no mechanism to what to do when you're a victim of sexual assault, just think of the culture. Just think of like what we experience with um, Brett Kavanaugh, what we experience with people like Donald Trump and Matt Gates, when the victim is still blamed. Um, when you see women that support them still come to the forefront, like yeah. in the case of Matt Gates, like the, the always Trumpers coming to that, I don't know, I, I can't understand it. I don't even have words for it. But there's some kind of psychosis that has infiltrated totally um, in, in, into kind of putting up blinders as to not believing victims of sexual assault. And it's quite disturbing. 
So, or the idea that they were asking for it. Yeah, the idea that they were asking for it, that there's some kind of disgusting. reason why. They... The, dis- the disgusting notion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So in her legislation, she included the right that rate kip procedures, believe it or not, would be at no cost. Duh. But that wasn't anywhere. Wow. It was in a few state laws, but it wasn't anywhere federally. Um, as well as the requirement that the kits be preserved for 20 years. Wow. Absolutely. I didn't know that. Yes. So that took care of the statues, statute of limitations. You know, not only mm-hmm. was there the statute of limitations, but now that it could also be applied to the evidence itself. Because if they're not in line with each other, who gives a shit about the statute of limitations? It's worthless without evidence, right? Right, right, right. Absolutely. So she was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize in 2019, and she's the founder and CEO of a, a business called Rise. And they're a coalition. They advocate for survivors' rights, and they assist people in writing and passing their own bills. So I looked up this bill because I didn't know anything about it. And the sponsor is a former representative from California, a Republican. No shit. By the name of Mimi Walters. Oh. She actually sponsored the bill. She lost in 2018. And so I'm like, is she a cool Republican? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Out of... All of uh, there's 435 members in the House of Representatives. That means there's over 200 Republicans. She aligned herself with Donald Trump. She ranks number eight. Wow! Right. But she sponsored this bill. But she sponsored this bill for some unforsaken reason. Mm. So I was about to give a shout out to a Republican, but we're gonna hold back on that. Besides the sponsorship of this bill, can we give a fuck you to Mimi Walters? Fuck you. I want to make a much longer, deliberate line of insults toward this person. Yes, go ahead. You found the right spot. (laughs) Let's let's come together and make a much longer, deliberate line of insults. I'm I'm all for it. Okay, let's see. Um, I think the first thing would be to try and compare her face to that of a parrot. I don't know what she looks like. but I I think think parrots are smarter. Parrots are smarter. Parrots are actually quite smart animals. Yeah. They're also assholes, but they See, live a really, um, really. How, how about long this? Time. I think that her tongue is probably like a woodpecker's. You know, like it's really, really long and wraps around her head, um, like from her forehead all the way down under. And it just crushes her. her own she she brain. did sponsor this bill, by the way. <laughs> I, I think her brain's somewhat like a woodpecker. It'd have to be, but like it actually anchors um, to the normal place, but it would have to stick out really far out of her mouth. Like, how else could she get her like tongue so far up Donald Trump's ass? Well, by banging her head against wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's why we have rape kits. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We'll back right. off. We'll back off. It's hard okay. to reconcile that sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, you right. know, a, a, a clock that's been beaten with a baseball bat sometimes, you know, is a accidentally right. <laughs> she just got confused. She was just seeing stars in her head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh man. She saw that it had something to do with like women and sex and she's like oh is this about denying reproductive rights i gotta get on it <laughs> you know what john i'm glad you're you're having some of your friends log on get onto this podcast because we've lost a few <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding no, no. This is awesome. well, yeah. if, if somebody is like currently going to be offended about what we're saying about this Republican, then they probably weren't going to be. Listen anyway, you are. Uh, they would have been anyway. offended a long time ago. Yeah. Absolutely. 
did a church sermon about uh, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> uh, are you guys aware of what was it? When when was the date? It was like the twenty fourth, like a couple days ago. That um, it was like a viral TikTok trend, and everybody was worried it was going to happen. The the National Rape Day. Holy shit! Where people were trying to decide to band together, a bunch of like really skeevy men were trying to band together on TikTok to get all of them to agree to go out and try to just rape people. Nothing happened. But good, like, thank good, God. Thank that was God. supposed to be the 24th. The 24th, and it came and passed. Yeah. Um, Nothing like- ever good happens on the week of Hitler's birthday. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Except for 420, Earth 420. Day, Arbor Day. Fuck, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, laugh closer to the mic. <laughs> Perfect. 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 All right. Segway time. Segway time. Segway time. Let me genuflect real quick. Genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Okay, good. All right. So I am so lost. Okay, go on. So <laughs> let's talk about your experience um, in mortuary school. Okay. It's a very interesting profession that I think a lot of people have a lot of wonder and intrigue about, but they personally wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole because they're heebie-jeebie about... The dead. Mm-hmm. The dead. Unfortunate, because it's really cool. Yeah. So, it's a very complex um, area of study and a very complex profession because it spans biology, business, interpersonal communications. There's a lot of there's a lot of not not just knowledge, but skills that you need to have to be successful in the industry. Can you talk a little bit about what inspire is inspiring you to become a mortician, uh, to maybe be a funeral director, whatever you want to do with your career, um, on all sides of it? Just just kind of talk about it. I want yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah. So for me, it was that I already had a decent amount of uh, experience with like medical knowledge and like science education and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wanted to use that, but I had just changed my major to entrepreneurship. <laughs> so, cause I wanted to do that and it's like, okay, well I want to do medical stuff and I wanted to do business stuff. And I didn't want to have to deal with, um, so much living patients for a couple of reasons because they talk back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hypothet- like for example, for example, I I would have to deliver to them bad news, but like in this line of work, people are going to deliver me their bad news that somebody just died, and um, there's also no chance at all that I could kill my patient because they're already dead. Um, it's a way to avoid so I, lawsuits. I yeah, well, there are still a whole bunch of different risks for different kinds of lawsuits. Um, really? But, yes, and we'll talk about that if you want. Yeah. Um. But none for accidentally killing somebody. Um, or jail time. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't want to have to... I don't want to have to talk to my patients because I'm a, I'm a tad bit autistic. I have Asperger's Syndrome. So there's that. And this apparently is actually a quite a relatively common career path for people like mm-hmm. me with Asperger's Syndrome. Uh, for, for this reason. I can see that. And... Uh, well, this was like the perfect marriage of all these different, um, all these different abilities and passions. Because I can do the business side because it's a it's a it's a profession, right? And it's a business that I, I'm going to run. Um, 
and I can do the the medical side. I can use all the knowledge that I've gained for that. So it was just it just kind of worked out perfectly. That's cool. Yeah, and, and you don't have to have the interaction because um, doctors tend to be they have to have a high IQ, of course, and then a high EQ, that emotional intelligence, and mm. fuck that. <laughs> yeah, nobody has any time for like. Oh, tell me how you're feeling. Yeah. Now I I do have to do but, some of that too. To I was just going to say that's, that's part of for, it for for the families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to have to do that while also trying to focus on working on the person. Right. Right. It, is it true? Because I think I asked you a few weeks ago. I, I've noticed a lot of funeral homes have more than one name. Yeah, those are because they're partnerships. And the partnerships. And often, one of the partners is more of, like, mm-hmm. the medical side, and the other side is more of the interpersonal side, yeah, and they so, collaborate that way. So, when you get your, your license as a funeral director in Embalmer from taking, you know, the National Board exam, the NBE, which I'm going to be taking mm-hmm. under a year from now. Fun fact, I'm going to have my license as a funeral director. Con- um, God, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, you Can you make Dave look pretty? <laughs> I don't. I'm not a miracle worker. Gotcha, My initials gotcha. are JC. Oh, but I'm not Jesus Christ. No. no. So <laughs> close. I, I Almost though. omnipotent, but I, I exist though. You do exist, absolutely. Yes, you do. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> oh, we're we're going to talk about Jesus mythicism here. Sure. sure. Fuck yeah. yeah. This is Rich. We can do whatever we want. All exactly. right. So I, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. It's going to be mine by the end of it. Yes. Mark, mark your wife's words. So, uh, what, what was I saying? You distract me because you're bad. Um, <laughs> bad, Dave. I am bad. I'm sorry. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> That's just how this goes. I take it. Um, we were talking about the, we were talking about the oh, business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 you, you get, you you are a licensed funeral director and embalmer, so I would be a funeral director and embalmer. In these partnerships, sometimes one of them is the funeral director and the other one's the embalmer, or at least that is the way that they would tend towards. So one of them will mm-hmm. tend to do embalmings, while the other one could tend to do the funeral directing. That way, they both get just better at their specific thing. Absolutely. Um, and so if I were in a partnership like that, like for, for example, I have a friend, um in class um and he wants to do more of that funeral directing thing if for example we were to open up a funeral home together he could be the funeral director and work on that mostly and come down when into into the prep room when we needed another person and then otherwise i can do the moments myself right uh, for the majority of the times and then when he needs somebody else on the floor up there i can come up and handle that a little bit too so, business-wise, is the funeral industry very competitive? Does it make sense to work for a funeral home or outsource yourself or immediately pursue your own business? Because it seems like, I mean, at least around where I live, it seems like most funeral homes are very well established and have been around for a long time. I guess that's going to depend on a number of things. There, there, so there are trade embalmers, which is kind of like the the outsource uh, yourself thing that you were talking mm-hmm. about, where uh, so funeral like homes can just em- contact mercenary you. embalmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I embalm uh, for money. Yeah, they're like contractors. But like embalmers, I'm not right? passionate about it. Just they're paying me. That's why we well, lost the revolution. Often, goddamn they often, it! They often are quite passionate about it. Still, yeah. of course. Uh, trade embalmer. You look like you're decaying over there. They just, they just um, they. 
are contacted by a funeral home when they need an embalming done, uh, that person will just embalm for that funeral home, get paid, there's your, there's your body embalmed. Uh, oh, how much does that pay? I don't have numbers off the top okay. of my head. Okay. Good. 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 Uh, okay. I, yeah, I doubt there's a lot of embalmers out there. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. In any given area, like in Ohio, for example, or just, I guess, in, in, like the Cincinnati area, a lot of the uh, directors that have been around for a while will know any of the other ones. Gotcha. Like, so it's like a like a cottage industry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like when when I you call it a death club. When you pass the MBE <laughs> and like you're gonna be working in the area for a mm-hmm. while, um, you will come to know all the other directors that are important in the area. Okay. Cool. Very. The death club, yeah, I like that too. The death club. <laughs> Just simplify it. No, that that's very interesting, and um, that's exciting. Congratulations, and I know you will be extraordinarily successful in it. Um, you're a highly technical person, but then also can relate to people very well, and it seems like a perfect fit. Rarely do you hear people pursue per- career paths where you're like, yep, yeah, that's a perfect fit. But for you, it really does seem that way, with the extent that I know you, but... Appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. So good for you. <clears throat> Did you just be like, "Yeah, you're perfect for dealing with the dead people." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Hey, fuck it. Somebody has to. <laughs> when I die, I'll will you embalm me? I will. Cool. You, I, I was going to, even if you said you didn't want me to. Can I? Can I poke him with a stick? <laughs> um. <laughs> He's worm food. Do you, well, okay. Speaking of poking with a stick, <gasps> yeah. let's, let's talk about some of this stuff real quick. Okay. Do you know anything about? <laughs> I, I'm about to ask this as a question, but like, yeah, go ahead. I see that you're over here looking at me like John. Don't even ask. No, ask, 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 ask me, please. You hand me and fuck me with a stick. Go ahead. <laughs> oh well, okay. Oh, oh, well, fuck. I mean, <laughs> I will create a new hole and then repeatedly like enter and exit through that hole with the with the trocar. That is what I'm going the to trocar. describe to you. Okay, so listen up and try Day not to get fantasy. hard. Is the trocar so, <laughs> the little thing you stick in the belly button to deflate everything? Not necessarily to deflate, but that is part of it. Mm. Um, also, you described it as little, and I'm just going to laugh. Um, because this thing is large. <laughs> All right. He just used to what, what his wife says to him. Thank God I'm dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. <laughs> little trocar, that's my hip-hop name. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to look at me and remind me why I came on again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> John, look at me in the eyes. You wanted to come on FDR's wheelchair because it's fucking amazing. Why am I still looking you in the eyes? I don't know. I'm looking the other direction. Now I'm looking at Brandon. <laughs> now I'm looking out the window. <laughs> yeah, and now you keep moving your mouth away from the microphone. Speak yeah. into the microphone, loser. That's what because I don't have the the little label on my microphone that tells me to speak into it. But as you continue, I will look out the window. Okay. So squirrel. The the, the trocar. The trocar. So I, I was going to ask if you're familiar with the concept of cavity embalming. Um, from the name, I'm I'm assuming you're you're. Uh... Embalming the cavity? Or are you taking out the organs and kind of... I'm not going to take out the organs. Are you going to embalm the organs? I am going to embalm the organs. Okay. So... For like a ritual sacrifice or some shit? We can talk about ritual sacrifice later, too. Oh, cool. Uh, Because... Are are you familiar with sky burial? No. It's a legal method of disposition Mm -hmm. in in the state of Ohio. 
Sky burial? Yes, we'll talk about that after the trocar. So Find yourself a tall building and it's on. Don't yeah. spoil it yet. Karu Tower. Karu t- <laughs> Don't spoil okay. it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Not here. Or I'll have to embalm you while you breathe. Ooh. So, um, the, the trocar. So cavity embalming. I need to embalm those organs that you got in there, you know, right in there in your body. Mm-hmm. They, they need to be preserved and disinfected and scented to smell good that's the things that we do for embalming could um, um we use that hundred dollar candle upstairs to uh scentify the i organs? don't think you can use that hundred dollar candle for anything it's a uh, hundred dollar it candle it makes the kitchen and living room smell like hot toddy mm. like what hot toddy anyway yep. so you can't <laughs> <laughs> you need to embalm the organs. So w- normally, uh, an important part of the embalming is you'll just do an arterial injection. That is to say that you will pump arterial fluid through uh, the vascular system, like like through just mm-hmm. all the vessels. All right, the blood vascular system. So all through all your arteries, veins, and all that, and you're going to you know saturate those capillary beds with embalming fluid. That's going to get to a lot of the tissues of the body. It's not going to quite get onto the inside of all those organs, though. Mm. Right? Because your organs, for the most part, they have inside of them called, what's called a lumen, which means that they're basically hollow on the inside and have like a pit on the inside, each of your organs. Mm-hmm. It's usually... Kind of like Dave's heart. Uh, <laughs> uh, empty. Yes. It's cold as fuck. Yep. You, you say that as a joke, but yes. Right. right. <laughs> the, the heart is hollow on the, the inside because that's where the blood... Or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. I remember Now, that me. gets embalmed with the arterial injection because... That's where the blood goes. <laughs> oh. Funny how that works. Yeah. It is. That's but, why we have a heart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other organs, not so much. Like, for example, the bladder. How, like, that's not just going to fill up with your blood. Like, your, your, your blood vessels aren't going to pour into your bladder. So, I need to get in there somehow and put the embolic fluid in there. So, what I do... Is I go a little bit off from your belly button, not exactly on your belly button, but a little bit off from it. I take a trocar, which is which is like an enormous syringe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking like enormous. Mm-hmm. Like this thing is uh, about how big is this, so that the viewers can. I'm not good with about two feet. About, about two feet. Wow. Yeah. So that is the length of the needle. So God, thank God I'm dead by now. Yeah. That's what you come away with. If if, if you weren't, you would be. Right. If you weren't already dead, you would be. Long before this, because right before this I had already, you know, drained a good amount of your blood by cutting your uh carotid artery and pouring formaldehyde down it. Mm. So I'm making it sound a lot grosser than it really is. Yeah. Actually, no, no, I'm not. So, (laughs) this is awesome. So, when I'll take the trocar, I'll point it, you know, a little bit off from the rear belly button. Um, And then I just straight up plunge it straight down. Boom, just stab. I'm trying, legitimately, I'm just trying to poke a hole into all your organs. And I'm going to repeat this in a bunch of different places around there to put holes through all of your organs in your your, um, thoracic cavity. Why it's called your abdominal cavity, right? That's why okay. it's called cavity embalming. And now, I'm just trying to put holes in all your organs so that I can then inject through the trocar more embalming fluid that is just going to soak in to your abdomen and fill in all your organs. It's kind of like an inverse game of whack-a-mole. 
Yeah, it's like whack-a-mole, except yes. for the moles like aren't coming out of the hole, and the holes are all covered. And I had to, I actually had to make the holes, and the the field is actually your stomach. So there's really so no really, analogy it's really, here. Really not no. at all like whack-a-mole. It's just really disgusting when you try to describe it with analogies to children's games. I tried. Stop. So <laughs> I'm starting to get hungry. I'm getting yelled at. Start, <laughs> I'm starting to get yelled. You. Got a sandwich upstairs. You are vile. You'd be perfect for this job. Yeah. <laughs> Sky burial. Yeah, Sky, Sky burial. Sky yeah. burial is a traditional method of disposition for um, multiple different groups of people. One that I know of is Zoroastrians. Okay. A traditional method of disposition, Sky burial, which is to put your body unembalmed on a very high point. For vultures to eat it. Hmm. That's awesome. It's awesome. Your yeah. reaction isn't like, yeah, that's awesome, like I was expecting it to be. It, well, I'm, I'm... I'm disappointed in you. I think and you're I contemplating you the concept of you actually uh, doing that. Yeah, well, I'm thinking like, wow, you'd be pretty high up, and then o- only the vultures can get to you? Is that... The well, the idea be... is for vultures, but I guess anything could eat so you. So you could be like in the middle of the desert and just be like, fuck yeah. 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 Desert barrel. Why does it have to be at a high altitude? Uh, so that it's out of view from people. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Because well, I see, like, vultures people. eating deer in the fucking mm-hmm. side of the yeah, road. It's yeah. a high altitude so that people can't see. Because you could hypothetically put it in the middle of the street. Wouldn't that be But cool? then, like, people walking down the street are just going to see vultures eating your freaking corpse. That's just not okay. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely awesome. I'd be down. Like, you mm-hmm. can have my corpse in the middle of the street. That sounds great. But I can see how other people might not want to look at that. Yeah. Uh, traffic jams and shit. People rubbernecking. Who's that? Oh, what's that? What's that? It's an actual <laughs> human corpse being eaten by vultures. No, don't do that. Sky burial, though. It's a legal method of disposition in Ohio. You can have it actually done. In Does Ohio. it cost a lot? Did, I'm sure it's expensive. As I shit. have no idea. It would depend yeah. on you can uh, how you're going to get done. Yeah. Would, is there like sky burial locations? Like, yes. This, okay. So this yeah. is a sky burial. So if I see that sign like on a hiking trail or something. That, that says <laughs> that it's reserved for sky burials, yeah. you know what's up. So like yeah. where is like the closest one? I have no clue. You have no idea? Mount no Washington idea. Tower. Yes, the water yes, tower. The, the, the shining beacon of death. <laughs> it straight up could be. Like I would imagine they wouldn't just make these locations exactly public knowledge. I would imagine that they wouldn't just because then people would try to go look. Well, I was going to get cremated. I want sky burial. Yeah, <laughs> kind of the sim- same thing. Yeah. You're feeding vultures. They keep yeah. shit clean, man. Being the cycle of the earth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Also, little little known fact. This is a little bit actually entirely unrelated. I don't know why I thought of it, but mm-hmm. I figured I'd mention it right now. Little known fact that a lot of people don't quite realize, but um, makes sense to them immediately, and it's just a good good piece of knowledge for you to have. Mm-hmm. You cannot both donate your organs and your body to science. You can either donate your organs for medicine or your body to science or education. You cannot do both. I did know that because I've looked into it before because I'm like, fuck it. Let's do both. And they're like, no, you can't. I knew that too. Yeah, Because exactly. John told me last week. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was, it was, I wanted to do both too. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. do both of those because I, I follow the, the school of thought of Diogenes the Cynic. Where it was, um, uh, throw my body to the wolves, and then they asked him, you know, uh, but the wolves will eat you. And he said, oh, it's okay, just give me a stick. And then they said, oh, but you won't be aware. How could you fight them off with the stick? And he said, if I'm not aware, why do I care what you do with my body? Mm-hmm. And 
I, I just love that. It's like, I mean, yeah, duh. Like, obviously, he doesn't, he doesn't care if his body's eaten by the wolves. He's not using it. He's dead. Like, it's he's dead. Yeah. It's, he's done with it. He's not using his body. What does he need it for? So that, that's where I am. It's like, if my organs can be used by somebody now, give them to them. I do not need them. I'm not, like, coming back. Right. I'm dead. I'm worm food now. I guess it would make sense to not want to do that if you were like a superstitious primitive who thought your body is going to be coming back mm-hmm. after uh, out of the grave after you die. <coughs> Early Christians. Um, because the modern Christians are so fucking enlightened. <laughs> well, modern Christians no longer, for the most part, not anyone I talk to, uh, hold to that literal interpretation of what you just said about the kingdom of God. So, okay. Let's talk about this just for a minute here. Yep. The kingdom of God was supposed to be a physical, literal kingdom on earth. Whenever the, the Bible talks about the kingdom of blank, insert person's name, it's a physical kingdom. Mm-hmm. And the kingdom of God was supposed to be the final major kingdom to end all of them on earth. And all of the followers would come back from the grave with their body that they had when they were alive. And they would live in paradise, which is kingdom of God on earth. So People heaven no is not in the clouds? No. Heaven is oh, not man. the place that people will go. Heaven is not the kingdom of God. Heaven is the firmament because the earth is flat and there's a glass dome over the freaking earth. Thank you, Old Testament. Fucking it said right God on. created the firmament and he called the firmament heaven. That's Genesis chapter 1. So what about dinosaurs? <laughs> uh, they're not in the Bible. What, 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 dinosaurs? I love dinosaurs, by the way. Oh, shit. You're dropping things. Yep. Become less bad. So, what were you asking about dinosaurs? I don't know. I was just throwing it out there to get you wound up. <laughs> I, I love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Let's talk about dinosaurs. Now, now you got to start on dinosaurs. All right. So, let's do a little bit of a, a, a keeping on your. Keeping on dinosaurs. Yeah, on dinosaurs. Your newfound okay. profession. And <sighs> all right, fine. A lot of people obviously. Can you win bomb a dinosaur? You can't. No, <laughs> no, because, because they're gone. Because well, no, 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 Jesus. <laughs> well, you fell into that one. I mean, I you fell you, into that you one. You could embalm a bird. You could embalm a bird. <laughs> you could embalm. Let's embalm a parrot. Let's talk about embalming parrots. ostriches. You know parrots that fucking hate cool. parrots. Yeah, you parrots. Have... Parrots are awesome. No. But, you have to figure out who's going to inherit them because they're going to outlive you because they live forever. Right. They don't yeah. live forever, but they didn't they live for a very long, long time. time. Yeah, yeah it's They nuts. scream. Only all if they like... The fucking time. Just the asshole parrots. Yeah, only if they've learned to do that. that yeah. Not all of them do that. Uh, what, so Aaron Ra has a pet parrot who often <laughs> uh, does like a woman's voice calling for him like, like Hey, Aaron! Aaron, can you come help me or something like that? And it's just from the and other. And that's room. why parrots are inherently good. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I love it so much. It's like, imagine. I think it's trying to sound like his wife, Lalandra. And I just can imagine, like, she gets injured or something. She's like, hey, Aaron, come help me. And he thinks it's the bird and just doesn't help. That just is a very terrible thought in my mind. Anyway. So let's take a little bit about your career. Um, as we all know, you, along with me and Brandon, are atheists. Yeah. And you are in the funeral industry. Yes. And there's uh, a lot of people that are go- – most people, I would say, a majority of people yes. are going to come with very profound religious beliefs that they're coming to you at an apex in their, exper- their religious yes. experience. So how do you reconcile that? And I don't have how to. do you bite your 
lip. It's pretty easy. What do you do? So I don't have to reconcile anything. True. Because I, I know that nothing is happening. Like, okay. Right. Uh, first off, I don't know how you guys stand on the position of the existence of a soul, but I definitely don't believe that a soul exists. I think that a soul does not exist. I would consider the existence of a soul fundamentally impossible, physically. I'm with you on that one. I, I seen something float out of my grandma. I'm not she... listening to you anymore. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're yeah. We're so, I know that nothing is going on. There's no afterlife that they're going to. And I think, first, honestly, I think that's better for everyone. And for me, I would prefer to just not go anywhere. But that's well, aside the point. It allows you to focus on this world mm-hmm. and what's great about living. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's not. That's not really the point, though. What What is the point, though? Is that um, I know this. They don't. I can just pretend to not know this, and be like, and like when they say like, "Oh, they're in a better place now," I'm like, "Yeah, they are." You know, just like just. How confident do, do you feel that you can do that? Pretty confident, Pretty, yeah, because yeah. I'm getting paid a large amount of money to do. True. It. I, I mean, I believe you completely. <laughs> yeah. But I also know your opinions, and sometimes it's hard. It's yeah. not always easy. Yeah. yeah. So this is something that um, one of my professors uh, was talking about and teaching how we're going to have people of all different belief systems. It is not our job to correct them. It is right. our job to comfort them. Absolutely. So when these people come in, no matter what it is they believe, you're going to act like you believe it too. And it's very black and white. So there's no room for discrepancy there. It's black and white. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it super easy. It's super easy. Like... Some, some Jewish people come in and they talk about whatever it is that particular group of Jewish people believe because they're very diverse relative to even like Christians, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they come in and talk about whatever form of the afterlife they believe or whatever happens to them. I'd be like, yep, that, yep, that, that's what's going on. Um, some Buddhist people come in uh, or, or Shinto or, or any other kind of Jains or whatever, or anybody mm-hmm. Hindus talking about some kind of reincarnation. I'd be like, yep. There's a lot of Jains in the Cincinnati area. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. We had to yeah. learn about this. We're, we're actually going to have yeah. some kind of. Um, Why? Uh, be, there's not many Jane temples. There's one in Westchester in Cincinnati, and the next closest one is like in Indianapolis. Oh, okay. So, so like they kind of have to in order mm-hmm. to be able to. Gotcha. Meet gotcha. Up. And so we're actually going to have a, a unit in one of my classes this coming semester, I think. Uh, it might be the next one. Where we are going to discuss, like, uh, different major important facets of major important religions in the area mm-hmm. and uh, what they believe about the afterlife and death care and all that kind of stuff so that we can know what to prepare for. For example, it is expected that we know if we're having like an Orthodox Jewish funeral, we are expected to know that they are going to be buried and not even ask if they want to be cremated because that's offensive. Fast. That's going to be offensive. Well, actually, yes, because it is traditional Orthodox Jewish law that the body be buried before sundown on the day they die. died. Right. It's fast. Oh, okay. Shit. I didn't know so it was the day you died. It's fast. Before sundown, the day they died, they need to be buried in the ground. Also, the How? Uh, the next, I think it's the next oldest same-sex member of the family is going to wash the body. Okay. So we have to have the body ready for them to wash it. And that's traditional and ritualistic. They're going to do it. They they expect you to know 
that they're going to do it. Right. They're and not so there to educate to you on yeah. it. You have to know they in advance. They expect you to know this is your job. So we need to learn these kind of things. Note to self, don't be the oldest male in the Jewish Orthodox. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Go <laughs> wash Uncle Paul. I, th- I, think, I think it's the... Get the I death think sponge. The <laughs> <laughs> death sponge! No. No, I, th- I, think, it, I think it's the, the like, next of kin that is the same sex to you. So, like, the oldest male in your immediate family for males, or oldest woman in the immediate family for women. Hey, you missed a spot. <laughs> Whoa, wait, I thought you were dead. Shit. I'm not dead. Ooh, a little bit lower. A little bit lower now. <laughs> Oh, right there, right there. Huh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> now where do we go from there? <laughs> good. Let's just segue. Let's ask some good, other question now. Good talk. Good talk. Good conversation. Yeah. Definitely. I thought we were going to talk about guns, speaking of death. I. Speaking of death? Wow. Do you want to talk about guns? Uh, we can talk about whatever. What do you want to talk about, John? Well, you didn't let me talk about dinosaurs. Let's do that. Let's, do- Let's talk about dinosaurs. Okay, cool. Let's talk about dinosaurs. Dude, I feel like I'm a child now. Let's do this. Dave's got the plastic I dinosaurs. Got- yeah, <laughs> yeah rawr, dinosaurs. You yeah. have those and you didn't bring them down? What's wrong with you? God damn it, Dave. <laughs> Let's talk about the denial of dinosaurs by... By Christians against dinosaurs. By Christians the, against dinosaurs. The, the I went past the Creation Museum again today. We oh, should really? all go sometime. I, I actually plan to. I've been there. It's scary. Oh, I, I so want yeah. to. I plan to. When, when So, at, at King's Island, if you work at King's Island, you get to go there for free. And yes. I was going to do that. To get a job at KI just to go. What kind of deal is that? Yeah, no, how I, that I, used, I used to work at King's Island. I was going to go there when I still did, but I don't right now. I don't know how that happened. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so... But I'm pretty sure I've seen I went with a group of friends about 15 years. Ago. <laughs> yeah, well, well and yeah. Answers in Genesis doesn't deny these as the dinosaurs. It doesn't deny much either. Uh, well, they they deny anything actually observable or demonstrable, and, and instead take anything that their Maholi book says. Maholi book. Maholi book. <laughs> Which version of Genesis? Yeah, yeah, which which uh, Genesis chapter creations. one or two? Are we talking about the Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins Genesis? Mm, uh, Peter Gabriel, but definitely for sure. <laughs> the Phil Collins sucks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> John's like, who the fuck are you talking about? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. He does know who we're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I just think that Phil Collins is fine. Anyway, he's a, he's a good drummer. He's a very good drummer. See, I grew up at the top. When I was coming of age, it was the Susudio. Phil Collins Phil is Collins. fine. Don't at me. Let's end it right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had mixed feelings about Phil Collins, but the older I get, I appreciate him a lot more. There you go. Okay. I can feel it coming in the air now. Hold on. <laughs> John will do the drums when it comes time. Excellent. He's a drummer. Nice. All right, uh, so denial dinosaurs. <laughs> the denial dinosaurs from Go. Well, how many how many members is, is in are in that organization? Is it like twelve thousand? She said. Her yeah, uh, the Kristen YouTube Eau video Claire. that we saw, she had twelve thousand. Yeah, plus Kristen O'Claire. Yeah. Do we want to try to send people at her? To, nope. No, I'm kidding. That nope. was that was a, for legal reasons. That was a joke. <laughs> for legal reasons and moral reasons, that was a joke. I'm getting really close to the microphone. Kristen O'Claire, um, she she is a proponent of the idea that dinosaurs did not exist. 
Have you not seen Jurassic Park? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Holy shit. I'm driving to work this morning. I came off the highway. Somebody had an SUV that was painted up with green and black and had Jurassic Park logos all over it. That's really it cool. That's awesome. Yeah, this morning. Like 12 hours ago. It was great. Fucking awesome. I want one of those. That's my contribution to this conversation. <laughs> Good job. Her, her main idea, her main, her main, I guess, point <laughs> I don't want to call it that because she really doesn't have one. No. But her, her main point is that... The biggest words she said. The biggest words she said <laughs> were that, uh, Herter, I promise I can wipe myself. No, um, they, they were they were that uh, the concept of the dinosaur was invented before any dinosaurs were actually found. <laughs> this is not true. Hmm. Dragons. They were dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, uh, that's my brain when I hear these kind of people talk. That's what uh, mine does when I hear the words Matt Gates. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just my brain just short circuited really quickly. What were we even talking about? I just got a hard uh, reset when you said Matt Gates. Yeah. Okay, and I started again. What's Christians happening? against dinosaurs. Christians against dinosaurs. That's right. What a stupid thought. It, if you're listening to this and you're a Christian. Like, that's fine. A- as long as you accept that dinosaurs existed and that evolution happens, please, for the love of God. <laughs> I know I said that ironically. What, what, what did Hitchens say? He said, you can play with your favorite toys. Don't make me play with them. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Denial, you yes. want to just stay the fuck right. away. Yes. <laughs> uh, I always say, um, your, your right to swing your fist ends at my face. Yes. Yeah. You you can go over there and flail your arms about all you want. Like I think that you look absolutely insane, but you can do that all you want as long as your hands do not touch my face. And keep it out of public education. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Oh yeah. Kristen Anything O'Claire, that's paid for by tax dollars. Kristen O'Claire is an education coordinator, and she doesn't yeah. accept that dinosaurs exist. She can't even. But coordinate does she have a words. degree? That's what I want. <laughs> right. Can't coordinate her words. Right. Right. Uh, that means you can get two teachers in a she, room she together. Said that That's she, an education yeah, yeah. coordinator. She said that she uh, had to quit because of uh, harassment to her worker. I'll translate that for you. She got fired because her workplace found out that she doesn't believe in dinosaurs, but she's trying to educate other people's children. Right. Well, yeah. She's not forcing that she doesn't believe dinosaurs, that she made everyone else try not to believe she, in dinosaurs. She too. bragged. She bragged in, in another interview that I saw of her. I don't remember where. it was. Actually, it wasn't an interview. It wasn't a discussion. It was... One of her own videos, I think, from her channel. I, I watched some of her videos from her channel. She said that um, she successfully convinced some of her children, not her kids, but like the children that she was working with, that dinosaurs weren't real, and she was proud of that. I convinced children that there's shit under the bed. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking monster. Now go to sleep. <laughs> You open your eyes, it'll eat you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's the eye monster. <laughs> and that's why you the, don't have kids. The only, yeah, yeah. the only things that should be taught in school at the expense of taxpayers is the truth. Period. Period. Oh, you said the T word, though. Yeah. What's wrong with the T word? The ultimate truth, man. Shut up. <laughs> truth. And that's one of the things, And uh, to, to bring it back kind of a little bit politically, we talked about this yesterday, mm-hmm. is that... When you take things like creationism 
and climate science denial and COVID denial and the election was a fraud, anti-intellectualism has infiltrated our culture, especially, almost exclusively, with an entire political segment of our society. And I I, I blame it on the idea that, that, on the fact that for the longest time, whenever people would have these stupid ideas, we laughed at them and went, haha, that's funny, right. rather than actually trying to deal with it. Absolutely. For example, flat earthers mm-hmm. <laughs> and anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Flat Earth the flat Earth has only gained steam in the last 10 years. Yeah. And we, we just, we, for the longest time, we, before anybody started like yeah. trying to actually debunk them because they were getting out of hand, mm-hmm. we were like, ha, huh, that's funny. Nobody actually believes that. Yeah. Of course they do. But because we didn't stop them, they get out of hand. Uh and that's why I always push back so hard on anything yeah. ever so slightly anti-science. Like when people, like when my family members have vitamins they want people to take when they're sick that are not regulated by the FDA. I say, I'm not taking those. Like for example, I, I refuse to take like some weird vitamin from my, that my mother gave me. I hope she's listening to this and I'll be like, hey, mother, I'm not taking the free We hope she's vitamin. listening too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's going to listen. I'm not taking Love those you, vitamins. Uh, I'm not taking them because... Doing that is only uh, going to help to legitimize this idea that, um, what? No, I was. You're pushing I, on your face. I is, is only going to legitimize the idea that doctors aren't the professionals in medicine, and instead the guy with the suit who talks well on stage is the expert, which he's not. He's not an expert. The guy who posted the video that that COVID is man-made because it has a patent is not the expert on medicine. Mm-hmm. The expert is the guy who studied for his entire life. I remember as a high school student and as a college student, so we're talking about late 80s, early 90s, for example, learning about the Scopes trial and feeling relieved that that was history, that that, <laughs> that thinking was over and that now we were enlightened and we were all moving in the right direction and the people hanging on to those last vestiges of falsehoods were going to come along and ride the coattails. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I was more right in 1990 about that than I am now. It's gotten extreme. It is totally extreme. It's mainstream, and it's scary. Yeah. Uh, another one. Uh, astrology. Oh, we talked people, about this last week. People think I'm like overreacting or crazy when I go off about how astrology is freaking stupid. But no, it's because you, people. You seem agitated, and you told Shut me up. earlier today hey, 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 that hey, you hey, were hey. born in September, and now I understand why. You need to close your mouth and not open it again. <laughs> you were, so, you were born in September, I get it. Hey, be careful. I'm a trans Leo. <laughs> Hey John, guess when? Guess when Brandon's birthday is? I and every, don't care. And everybody who listens to this podcast knows <laughs> it's on the actual birth of our Savior Jesus Christ, December yeah. the twenty fifth. I'm extra holy. Yep. He was not born then because he wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that got picked up. I'll say it again. He was not born then because he wasn't real. <laughs> so, fuck it. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, astrology. Stupid. And people um, think that I'm, like, overreacting or, or angry no. about this. But, like, it's said that other people aren't thinking it's this stupid. Because they just come to accept 
actual ridiculous notions that have no possible mechanism, no possibility, actual impossible, ridiculous claims. No evidence just, means just, no evidence. No, period. No, even, even then, evidence to the contrary. Right. There, there. So when you make a prediction because of an hypothesis, and that prediction is false, you can invalidate the hypothesis. There are things that you would expect to be true if astrology were true that are not, thus showing that astrology cannot be true any more than chance. For example, if astrology has any actual bearing on a person's personality, you would expect two people born in the same location on the same mm-hmm. day to uh, at, the, at the same time to be incredibly similar people, but they are not. They are just as different as any other two people, showing nothing... No correlation other than chance or people trying to fit molds. Well, here's the thing. The molds are incredibly easy to fit because they're all so vague that they apply to absolutely anybody. Right. Yeah. I think Mercury's in retrograde. That's I think why you're you so should yeah, you not talk <laughs> about this because you're wrong. Yeah. Listen, here's anybody listening, anybody listening to this who thinks hey. astrology is in any way correct, go to YouTube. Okay. Look up Professor Dave Explains and watch his video on astrology. It's a very, very good video of thoroughly explaining why it's stupid and could not work. You've sold me on why astrology is bullshit, but please tell me that numerology is real. <laughs> so let's let's go on to you, man, or after and dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, fake dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> I, I want everyone listening to this I'm gonna to, get to it. feel... We're, Dave, we're going to get embalmed in a minute. <laughs> I, I want everyone to listen to this to just feel no, be the the, <laughs> bye the, bye the energy radiating off of me right now. This this feeling of wow, these guys are so dumb. It's getting warm in here, but that's not climate change. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, because that can, ain't real. I can just go upstairs if you guys want. No. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it is. <sighs> So, dinosaurs aren't I, real. I have, I have a question <laughs> yes. for you. Ooh. Oh, yes. I like to ask this question sure. uh, of people. So, imagine a scene with sauropod dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. All right, you're imagining this scene. You got dinosaurs, you got them walking across the land, and you got... What's in the background? A volcano. A volcano? You oh, had a yeah. volcano? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a little uh, small what kind of plant volcano. life you got in the background? Uh, fauna. I know a fern. <laughs> you got fern. Big ferns. Yeah. Big ferns. Any trees. Trees. Yeah. Trees. trees. Or what? What about in the sky? Clouds. Yeah. Clouds. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and volcano ash. Yeah. That red. That red ash. sky. Man. Oh. Cool. Yeah. So Rocks like flying down. Morning or nighttime. Or sure. Something. Yeah. So whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, any animals in the sky? What you got up there? Pterodactyl, maybe. Pterodactyl. Yeah. Cool. What yeah. about on the ground? You got smaller animals. <laughs> let's let's throw a cat in <laughs> mammals man there, there, there are there are some early mammals yeah mold like creatures right sure like cynodontids how about a tree shrew <gasps> yeah not quite yet damn it motherfucker but like pro cynodontids right closer than a cat <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry go ahead is there um, an answer to this question yeah i'm i'm, I'm Leading you somewhere. Ah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. gotcha. I like this. Now, also on on the ground, what kind of plant life is there? And and it's just purely based on what you're imagining and looking at. Grass. 
Grass? <laughs> like weed grass or grass grass? Both. Well, I don't actually that. picture a lot of plant life, but there is. So, so what? What are you picturing? Yeah. Like out of the like, I, don't know why I, I see a lot of. <laughs> when you say plant life, are you t- asking about specific types? No, of No, I'm, I'm just asking you to actually describe to me what you are looking at okay. in your mind. So there's a lot of trees because yeah. a lot of the planting and dinosaurs were eating leaves off of trees. Mm-hmm. Um, shrubberies. Shrubbery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brandon? A shrubbery! A shrubbery! Cut down with the herring! <laughs> Cut down the muddiest tree in the forest with the herring! Oh, we're not taking it. We're not taking it. <laughs> no, no, no! What? It? I, I also want Brandon <laughs> sorry, here to, to add in okay. what, what, what you think. What, what do you think about this uh, scene? Well, what, so what, you see trees too? Yeah. See the sauropod dinosaurs? I think what, like, what's, what's in I'm this thinking jungle-ish. Jungle-ish? Like what? Yeah. Um, like, what do they call them? Jurassic ferns? Okay. The, the big fucking huge ones in the sky. We got angels. Shut up, <laughs> angels. <laughs> oh, and, uh, clouds. I would assume. Uh, blue sky. Got the sun. You got any animals in the trees? Oh, I'm sure we have flapping animals, right? Flapping animals. Yeah. Like what? I don't know. Like I can imagine, like a turkey with with like no. No feathers. <laughs> Turkey are land-dwelling. How about ladies? <laughs> Tur- turkeys live on the land. Um, and also, they are not around yet. At this oh, time. damn. Okay. There was no Thanksgiving back then? Fuck. Fuck. No, there were no humans. God damn it. Sorry, Ken Ham. <sighs> Shit. But my Bible. The <laughs> Bible does not mention dinosaurs because it was written by ignorant primitives who didn't know what they were talking about. Oh. From the Bronze Age. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um... Are you are you leading us somewhere yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where are um, we at? On on the ground, kind of plant life. You. What did you describe? Like uh, big ferns, big a kind ferns? of jungleish, kind of tall trees, atmosphere. Did anybody describe grass? I did. We, you we did. talked you, about weed. Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> Okay, uh, 420. Wait, 428? No, 427. Do, bo- do both you imagine grass on the on the ground here? Uh, yeah, kind of. What, what, Not like it, lawn like, grass, but like, like tall grass, patchy grass. Like patchy, yeah. like tall grass? Yeah, because the dinosaurs didn't have a good lawn service. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's like like patchy, tall grass? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Maybe um, some palm trees. So this is where I'm leading. Everyone... For the most part, I think there have been two or three people that I've asked this to. Mm. They all describe there being some kind of patchy, long grass. Grass hadn't evolved yet. God there damn was it. No oh, grass. God, fuck. There was no grass. <sighs> grass simply didn't exist yet. Mm. And this, this is always so interesting. Like, if you try to imagine this in your mind now, exactly like what you were thinking, just remove all of the grass... <laughs> and that's that's the environment that they lived in. What so did all the birds. middle-aged dinosaurs mow? <laughs> I really <laughs> like that question. I like right. that question a lot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what did they do? In the trees, also, you, you might have some things like a, like a four-winged birds uh, or early bird-like dinosaurs um, that could glide like a, like a micro-raptor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, really the big thing was 
There's no there was no grass yet. God damn it. No grass. It. At all. Fuck. But the tall trees, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Ferns. Trees and ferns. Yeah. 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 Trees and ferns. We got yeah, we ferns. A, we got two out of three, right? Yeah, ferns right. were effectively. That's a 66.67%. We got a D. We got a superstars in baseball. Ferns were effectively the dominant form of plant on the planet. Oh, oh we That's like, extra credit. We got a C is. now. We All right. We passed. <laughs> Until ferns eventually kind of like. There's a still. Very prevalent today, but not nearly the way that they were. I've got some ferns outside the house. Yeah. yeah. But now the prevalent, prevalent, what? The prevalent form of plant life on Earth is grasses. It's the most successful plant that. life. This is a side note, but when I was in uh, Hawaii, in Maui, there was some kind, of, maybe you know about it, there was a type of, like, it looked like a fern, It was all, but it was very close to the ground, it was very small, and if you touched it, it wilted as like a defense mechanism. That sounds really cool. Yes, yeah. I have no and, idea what this is, but and that you would, so cool. and then after you would touch it, it would eventually come back. But immediately, the second you touched it, it would yeah up and turn a different color. You that can, sounds like, really cool. Yeah. You can run your finger along um, the spine of it, and it just goes boop, 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 and it closes as you go out, and then it comes back, and then you can do it again. Was that in Thailand? No, yeah. this was in California. In California, yeah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I'll have to ask my friend Aaron. He lives out in Maui. What that absolute that, and that was? If you touch it like at the bottom and then touch it at the top, the middle will stay open, but the two at the top will close. That's what it's she cool. said. That's what <laughs> she said. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. Oh man, you two are the most middle aged men. Oh. <laughs> we yeah uh, yes, and you will be someday too. It's okay. <laughs> you got what ten years? I don't know. <laughs> 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 Fucking happens, yeah. man. So yeah. John is 19, just to let you know. <laughs> he is. Have you ever taken an IQ test? I did. I, I had to as part of like the visit when I was getting diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome. What score did you get? Uh, 147. IQ tests are stupid, though, and okay. not important. That's yeah. correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So... Asperger's Syndrome... Mm-hmm. Um, being on the spectrum, it seems like we're finally getting to a point, even in our world of anti-intellectualism, where it's finally being viewed as something to embrace versus something that needs to be fixed. What, anti-intellectualism? No, I'm talking about being on the spectrum. Oh, being on the spectrum. Um, Asperger's, autism, whatever, because a lot of people have been marginalized. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, and now I I just kind of have a feeling that it seems to be there's there's a lot of groundbreaking as far as culture wise that people are not just accepting but embracing it. Yeah, and not it's not something to be fixed. It's fantastic. I mean, it's I, I don't it's, know how to put it into words. It's John. a difference. Help me out. It, it is a difference. It, it is. In some ways, it, in some ways, it can hinder people from doing certain things that are more. Uh, easily done by neurotypical people, mm-hmm. but those things aren't impossible, right? For Asperger's syndrome uh, people, it's just or Aspies, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it's just sometimes they can be harder, and they need other people who can have more patience with uh, Aspies while we while we try to get it all done, and uh, then then otherwise we're totally totally functional. Now there are some people who are far less functional than me in society. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- they can still 
do it. Right. They still are able to. It just uh, it just is going to take them a little bit more trial and error or some of these things. Yeah. I just think progress is and being help. made as far as mm-hmm. you know societal acceptance and embracing mm-hmm. and seeing it as a and, virtue. And it's a as, virtue. As society not only accepts it but embraces it. Yeah. It becomes easier to do these tasks. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know we, we joke a lot and we tease each other and we give, we all give each other a hard time. But, I mean, you are brilliant. You're a wonderful resource. You're a wonderful human being. Um, as I get to know your family more and I get to know you more, I'm, I'm just I, – I, it's great. I, I just I, – I've really enjoyed – you know this relationship that's you know kind of binding our families to that's binding our families together, and I'm just appreciative of it. Of it, and you. Oh, very much appreciated. Right on. Group hug. Group hug. <laughs> wait, no. Wait, no. Group fist bump. Group oh, fist yeah. bump. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, yeah, true, yeah, Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Is everybody here fully vaccinated? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> no. You're not. I'm Are you not. partially? Not yet. Why? I haven't. I just haven't been even, had the time to get vaccinated. Yet. I haven't had the time. It takes like barely any time. Do you believe that the vaccine? I've worked fourteen days in a row. Fourteen days in a row. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen days in a row. Yeah. Boy, was what? the vaccine available fifteen days ago, John? Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> I, both, both of us are fully vaccinated. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, fourteen I'm, days in a row. That's why I didn't get the vaccine that's been available for months. Uh, that's yeah. okay. That's okay. We fully. It's no, okay. You'll get around to it, Marjorie. It's fine. I drank my bleach, goddammit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> drink more. Constantly. You gotta constantly drink it until, like, you can't complain about I do shots every morning. Working. <laughs> <sighs> now, I just... I, it's not that I don't want to or have any qualms about it. I just haven't been able to go and get it. I haven't been able, in quotes... We'll drive you if you want after work or something. Yeah, if you could, that'd be great. Drive you right now. Cool. Let's end the podcast and let's go right now to get you vaccinated. Where are we going? Uh, To some to break into some like lab where they're holding it. Right. It is. Are you going to vaccinate me or embalm me? (laughs) Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. You don't want to get COVID. The needle. Shit. Okay. Now listen. (laughs) Listen. I know it's going to be really scary that like I cut a large flap of skin off of your clavicle and like reach in to grab your common carotid artery. But I promise, needle. I'm out. (laughs) One foot. I'm cool. (laughs) Um. Okay. I I won't do the cavity embalming. It's not strictly necessary. I will definitely cut a hole using scissors into your carotid artery and inject that way. I like my artery just where it is. That's what okay. she said. That's not, I'm, I'm not going to move it. I'm just going to oh, cut okay. it with scissors. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, no. Cut a hole into it. I like it the way it is. I don't want it cut. Just leave it. Can I just get the vaccine? <laughs> Fine. I, I wasn't arguing. Against Can I just stab vaccine? you with something random? <laughs> sure. All right, cool. I, w- I was really hoping to do more embalming. I haven't been able to embalm somebody in a little bit. Hmm. Well, I'm not dead yet. Here, maybe go get the Johnson and Johnson well. vaccine, and if you like clot up and die, then I can embalm you. Isn't only women that clot up? <laughs> I don't think it matters. This was a joke. <laughs> hey, if you're trying to kill me, I'm giving you pointers. <laughs> um, be a woman next time, and then I will. Okay, right. I will give you the Johnson. I, Johnson I am oh. trans Leo. Trans. <laughs> God. I'm trans Sagittarius. <laughs> 
But I just go, like to go by Transaggy for short. <laughs> Leo Rising. <laughs> I oh, wear a fuck. beanie and makeup and hang my head low. Dude, on Bumble, if if a, if a woman has like her uh, sign as part of her bio, I I immediately don't care what any of the rest of it says. I, I immediately am like, okay, you're on left. left How about left, if they left. have their sign, they say they're Christian and they're conservative? Left. Instantly. I will have to vomit in my mouth for having looked at their profile long enough to see that. How about if they say, I'm a liberal atheist, but I have a peg leg, an eye patch, and I'm 500 pounds. Peg leg, eye patch, and 500 pounds? That just sounds awesome. Fuck yeah. That's hilarious. Absolutely. I'll go swipe right on that. Woman in your dream. Fuck yeah, swipe that. (laughs) Swipe. Swipe away. Left or right. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, like, if if your bio on Bubble is like, Basically describing personality-wise, my absolute dream woman. But like, you are the most hideous abomination I've ever seen. I'm still swiping right because like, you sound like an awesome person. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Principle over everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. I, I have right swiped answer. left on so many gorgeous women because they are conservative Christians, and I'm just not dealing with that. <laughs> As my wife said one time, looks are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's how you got. Yeah. <laughs> That's Did you, you get the it, joke, man. honey? Did you listen all the way to the end of the fucking episode? Huh? huh? Probably. Are not. you at work yet? Did it take you an hour and sixteen minutes and thirty six seconds to get there? Nope. You're still listening. That's right. Hour <laughs> mm. sixteen minutes and how long? We're, uh, Where are we? Three seconds. One yeah. hour and seventeen oh, wow. minutes. Three man, seconds. I'm telling you what. This has been a fun episode. It has been yeah. improvisational, like a fine jazz album. Yep. And about the notes we don't play. All the notes we don't play. Uh, thank you very much, John, for coming down and recording this with us. It's yeah, man. It's awesome. It was great having you. Yep. This was very, very fun. Good. We got to do Good. it again. Absolutely. We do have to do it again. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Do it, it is time do it. to do it. Okay. exit All the right. show. We've got, a, we've got another, uh, a different ending to our show. Sorry, okay. Barack Obama. You're not yep. in it this time. Sorry, Obama. You're being replaced. All right. Hit it.